Shout out to my guy, J. Cole, being announced as an uh, all-star game performer. Um, halftime show, clearly. But yeah, let's get back into this Laker talk. Alright. It's been a wild day. It's been It's been wild. For Laker fans, we've been on our tippy toes. We have been checking ESPN, Real GM, all these websites to get some type of confirmation that the big AD has arrived at LA. Not yet, though. Uh, it's been a, a ever-growing... How can I put this? How can I phrase this to build the most hype that we have had since... Damn, when was the last time we made a trade? I guess Paul Gasol, but that came out of nowhere. This one has been building up since the beginning of the season. Um, let's go take it back in time a little bit. Anthony Davis leaves his agent, ends up signing with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. Rich Paul, who also represents LeBron James. That's when the rumors had started. That's when everybody from every NBA team and any writer and journalist began talking. LeBron's going to try to find a way to get Anthony Davis to L.A. And it just so happened the Pelicans started out pretty solid, so the whispers were a little limited to none. Um, but as the season progressed and they started to take the, the toll of the season and losing games, and now it looks like the Pelicans might not even make the playoffs this year, now everything has become, has come to an head, um, and let's go from there. So he, before the season even started, let's go back then, he purchased a home in L.A., $13.3 million. Not that big of a deal. Pretty expensive house to buy if you're just going to be living in it part-time. But, okay, we'll sweep that under the rug and act like that never happened. The second part was signing with Clutch Sports, and Rich Paul. Rich Paul, he knows, and Anthony Davis knows, Anthony Davis doesn't even need an agent to get the contract that he needs or wants. So, that being that, I, and I'm sure I'm not the one, I'm not alone with this, and saying he signed with Clutch Sports and Rich Paul to get out of New Orleans. So, okay. New Orleans fans, if you don't want to take that in consideration, okay, so be it. Now that they're faced with a bad record, Anthony Davis is finally, well, he didn't finally speak. Rich Paul did. Rich Paul came out and said, hey, Anthony Davis does not want to play the New Orleans Pelicans who would like to be traded. Now, they didn't suggest or say what team that he wants to play for a la Paul George, a la Kawhi Leonard. But every round, everyone around the league knows that he wants to come to the Lakers and play with LeBron James. So now we have that. Now we are sitting. Now that the Pelicans has, have heard his request to get out of New Orleans and play in L.A., they have taken him off their, their pregame board and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so it is what it is. My thing is, I, as a Laker fan, I would love to see Anthony Davis get traded to the Lakers. That would be great. However, I understand where they're coming from. Um, they don't want a history to repeat itself, even though we actually did give them a good deal for Chris Paul because all those players that were traded for Chris Paul from the Clippers didn't play more than a season with them. So we are trying to give them the youth and some picks. Now everybody says that Boston has the best picks. Well, not best picks. I should say the best players and picks. Sorry, I have hiccups. The best picks and players that can be offered in a deal for Anthony Davis. However, since they cannot trade for Anthony Davis right now, the Lakers seem like they have the best package. But everybody's saying, oh, the Lakers don't have what New Orleans wants in a deal. I don't know what that is. Nobody knows what that is. They're saying they want an all-star. But what team has an all-star that they're willing to go trade for Anthony Davis? There might be some teams, but we haven't heard any. The only team we keep hearing about is Boston Celtics, which they can't do until this summer. So the Lakers are trying to be aggressive and making deals. There has been reports that Magic Johnson has called Demps after there are reports that Demps was not answering any phone calls. Then another report came out and been was really direct and said, hey, He's not answering the Lakers phone calls. But then the report came out that Magic Johnson actually spoke to Demps, shot him off five different scenarios, trade scenarios, and he's waiting to hear back from him. Now, everybody's saying that Dale Demps is going to go ahead and sit on those offers and wait until the summer. I don't know how the Lakers are going to progress with this, but Anthony Davis hopefully becomes a Laker. But... Now that we know that he does want to play for the Lakers, we can kind of sit back and he say he'll only be a one-year rental. And this is the one instance where I trust what Anthony Davis and his camp is saying because Rich Paul, who is the agent of LeBron James, and from the outside speaking, I think he might own Clutch Sports, but, you know, we'll never know. It doesn't say it on the on the company and the business and all that stuff, but I, I feel like he has a heavy hand in that company. But that's for a later time. So now that this has come out, during that process of this Anthony Davis, oh, let's trade for him, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving have made up. Rick Buecher reported Kyrie Irving wouldn't mind teaming back up with LeBron James. Where's LeBron James at? In L.A. So now everything is going wild. Me, being a Kyrie Irving fan, I would love to see him in a Lakers jersey. He doesn't look right in a Boston jersey. (laughs) That's my shot at Boston. Now, the Lakers right now have been on – on the, uh, uh, I mean, they just went from four to nine due to LeBron being injured on Christmas Day against the Warriors, and you know we went. I, I f- let's let's just say we went from four to nine, and now we're trying to get back into the playoff spot. Just we just got off of this Clipper game, which was fresh um, in my mind. So let's go jump into that. I just wanted to break this off with the. 
Anthony Davis rumors and the Kyrie Irving because that's just what everybody's talking about right now. Um, the Clipper game. We played the Clippers. We're a game behind them. And uh, we should have beat them in regulation, but, you know, things happen. Uh, we ended up going to overtime. We won. The things I don't miss about LeBron James' game and the things i happy to have him back. Happy to have another floor general in the game during these type of close moments that can get you a bucket, that can put you in position to score, that can create a bucket for someone else due to experience and due to what he can do on the floor. So uh, today was his first game back. Had a pretty good, pretty good statistical line, um, but the one thing that I don't miss that LeBron did a lot of today, I could blame it on rust and timing, but he left people open so many times in the corner for three. To the point it was just getting annoying. I wanted Luke Walton to sub him out. Now. We can blame it on Russ, or we can blame it on defensive timing and and IQ on the on the fact that he's been gone for five weeks. But I can't see him do that again. Like I'm just tired of it. We've lost at least five games before he got injured due to him sagging off and falling asleep, and they dish him to the corner and they hit in that corner three. Now, I'm I'm not gonna. That's that's the one thing that I just wish he would just hone in on and and get it together. Now, we are one game behind the Clippers. Why I keep bringing it up is because they are in the A spot and we're in a nice spot and we're a game behind them. So I will go into their schedule because we have a tough schedule coming up. We got the Warriors on Saturday and we have the, I believe we go on the road. We play the Pacers. We play the, we play the Sixers. We play Atlanta. It's it's going to be tough for us right now. However, the Clippers don't have that easy of a schedule their next five to six games. So I'm going to rattle off a couple of their games and kind of predict what they can do and what they can't do. They go on the road as well. They go on the six-game road trip. Uh, their first game on the road is Saturday against Detroit. I want to mark that as an L just because the Clippers haven't been playing well as of late. And, you know, they're back-to-back losses. And I just feel like they just aren't clicking like they were in the beginning of the season. Uh, Their next game is Sunday, a back-to-back. They go from Detroit to Toronto, and they play on Sunday at 12. I want to say that's L2. I mean – you going from Detroit to Toronto. Yeah, you can possibly win the Detroit game, but Toronto just got off a of fresh L. I don't know if they play between them and Sunday, but, you know, I think they're going to want to bring it, especially being at home. They get the home cooking. You know, they uh, they just lost today against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, you know, I just feel like they're going to be locked in. They're going to regain their focus uh, and, and do the damn thing. Um, okay, but then they go to Charlotte. You know, it can go either way. Uh, Let's just say the Clippers pull that one out. Then they play Indiana. Again, they might be able to pull that out. Then they play Boston. Then they go to Minnesota. 
and that's the last game of their road trip. And then they come back home and play Phoenix on the Wednesday. Uh, so they don't have they don't have the easiest schedule their next five to six games, and you know same as the Lakers. But we want to keep very close, if not take that A spot during this road trip. Now we got what? Uh, let me go to my Lakers. Let's go to the Lakers schedule, and, and let's just see what their uh their next six seven games are, um. Because you know you want to kind of compare that and see what they can do on the road. Now we we go up to go to state. We play them on Saturday. Then we get a, a couple of days off of travel. We go to Indiana. We play Indiana, and then we play Boston, and then we play the Sixers. So we got four tough games that can well three three and a half because you don't know which Indiana team you're gonna get, but we got four tough games at least against top teams in NBA. So we got to find a way to pull off two or three of those games and gain some ground and get into that eighth, seventh spot. Now, Golden State, we can possibly pull that one out. Uh, just depends on how much LeBron we're going to get because LeBron tonight looked a little bit rusty, uh, looked a little unsure when attacking the basket. Um, I didn't really see that that nice spark explosion when he was going to the rim. So, I mean, let's just say he was about 70%. He said 80, but I think he's about 70, 75. Um, so, I mean, let's just chalk Golden State up, depending if Clay Thompson plays, because he didn't play tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's just say uh, we lose that game. Then we go to Indiana. We should win that game. We go to Boston close game I feel like we might pull that one out that's the love the love fest between Kyrie and LeBron James they can chat it up blah 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 then we go to Philadelphia on Sunday I feel like this is the game that we need to get so we'll get that one and then we end off our road trip at Atlanta and then we go to all-star break so out of these Next five games, I really want the Lakers to at least win three to four. I know that's tough to say, but going knowing that we got to go to the playoffs, are we trying to make it into the playoffs, I should say? We need to start winning these type of games. We need to start beating these type of teams. Simple as that. Like, these are the games that we need to win, and these are the things that we need to do to get to the playoffs to beat these types of teams because our schedule is not going to get any easier. We probably have, I think, well, I want to say we have the second toughest second part of the uh, schedule uh, in the NBA. I forgot who has the first, but we have the second. So um, it's not going to get any easier. Uh, we should have done our part in beating these teams earlier, losing games that we shouldn't have lost. Um, these things come back to haunt you in this type of situation. Uh, but listen, we still have a shot, but just remember these games that we lost early in the season where we could have won them um, because, like I said, we, it doesn't get easier. Um, the good thing is is that we play a couple of the teams that we do or we we are behind. We play the Clippers a couple more times. Matter of fact, let's go look at them. We play the Clippers two more times. Yeah, we play Clippers two more times. We play Utah two more times. We also play um, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, 
Portland. They end off with Portland, so that can be a big game. Actually, we played the Clippers. Yeah, two more times. And, you know, so we got to handle business. You know, it's not going to come easy because right after Atlanta, we play Houston. So, like I said, it's not going to get easier. Um, You know, injuries have plagued us, but, you know, that's all a part of NBA season. Injuries. Injuries are key. So, if you can stay away from injuries, uh, a plague of them, then you should be good. But, you know, sometimes it happens. So, um, yeah, we got to do what we got to do. Now, let's talk about the deal. Let's go talk about the deal today. Um, We were all buzzing to see if Anthony Davis was going to get traded today. Um, We all were talking about, you know, Dale Gents and and Magic Johnson conversation, what was included in the package. All these things were going in our head, and we were trying to figure out everything. And during the midst of that, Dallas Mavericks swung a deal to get the unicorn, Christos Porzingis, out of New York, which is crazy because literally, I kid you not, there's reports that they had a meeting this morning, and less than... I want to say less than 35, 45 minutes, they were already trying to finalize a deal to send him to Dallas. Now, in the back of my head, it seems like they already had something working because I don't care what you tell me. You cannot tell me that you have a meeting with a player and the next thing you know, in 35 minutes, you already got a deal on the board to send him to Dallas. And then watching the New York game, it all started to make sense because him, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks and Christos Porzingis literally had a handshake. You know, they was, you know, seemed like they were bros. And, you know, it just felt kind of awkward, weird, because you didn't know nothing about it. And then when this news broke, you go back to the game, you're like, oh, okay. They must have had a deal in place, and they were just trying to, you know, work out all the kinks of it, making sure the numbers match and everything. So when they send it to the NBA, you know, they can approve it. So, yeah. So the Knicks, at first I was just like, you know, the Knicks, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how do you trade your unicorn away even though he's disgruntled? But how do you move him so quickly? Uh the Knicks really feel like they're being very optimistic that they can land Ke- Kevin Durant. And now that they have the cap space to do it this offseason, they'll have roughly about $76.8 million to sign two superstars. And they really feel confident that they can land KD and that they can possibly land Kyrie Irving. Now, what can happen, I don't know, but let's – Let's just say that they got the space because I can't really say that Kevin Durant's going to leave Golden State to go to New York, and I can't really say Kyrie's going to leave Boston and go to New York or, you know, either way it goes. I just can't say somebody's actually going to come there. They're optimistic that they can do it, but I'm not going to say they are. So, Okay, so that happens. They literally traded for a dude that they could have drafted two years ago in Dennis Smith Jr., They got DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews. They got people that I just, they got, they didn't really get anything for it. And it just shows everybody that that was just a salary dump. They got rid of that bad contract and Timmy Jr. 
they got rid of that, you know. And, you know, they just basically did a salary dump of that. So now they have the space to go after two superstars. Who they're going to go for, nobody knows. But the Knicks always have, they always fuck things up. So let's just see if they do it the smart way this time. So that's that. Back to my Lakers because nobody really cares about those two teams. Um, but it's funny how nobody complains about Dallas making these deals and New York and all this stuff. They just want to complain about my Lakers. That's all they want to complain about is my Lakers. Everything we do, we seem to can never trade for a good player. And no deal is good if it's going to the Lakers. The superstar, the good player is going into the Lakers. So, you know, they like to hate on us. Oh, man. It's hard. It's hard being a Lakers fan. Because they love to hate. Yeah. So, it's going to be a rough one. I'm not going to tell you that we are going to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to tell you that we're going to miss the playoffs because we haven't really been playing at full capacity this whole season. You know, with the Rondo um, getting suspended, Brandon Ingram getting suspended, Rondo getting injured, Brandon Ingram getting injured, LeBron getting injured, Lonzo getting injured, JaVale McGee getting injured. I mean, it's Kyle Kuzma getting injured. You know, you just have all these injuries just happening. And it sucks, but, you know, these all play the toll into some of these games because at certain certain points of the games, you kind of needed that little piece from that one player or that player, and you saw it. So, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a really close finish, but I really think we can get into the playoffs. I really do think that. I believe that. Uh, I just feel like once everybody starts clicking and this this time that LeBron's been out, it kind of helped Brandon Ingram progress into that type of scorer that they're going to need down the stretch. Um, hopefully we get LeBron closer to 100% sooner rather than later. Um, Kyle Guzma with the hip strain, you know, hopefully he can fight through that. Josh Hart hasn't been playing well this sh- this month. Actually, he's been playing like shit. Cannot hit an open shot to save his life. I think he's shooting like 20% from three in the month of January after shooting 39% between November and December. So, you know, he's not really clicking, but we're going to need it from everybody in order to get through and get into the playoffs. And hopefully become a good seed. You know, you're getting that seven six spot. Now you're talking about playing somebody other than the Golden State Warriors in the first round. So, and that's where, you know, a lot of people will lean towards the Lakers and upset than, you know, playing against the Warriors because they're defending champs and nobody's shooting them less than winning a championship this year. So, um, we want to try to avoid that and try to meet that in the Western Conference Finals if possible. If not, then, you know, we'll take it up as, as we can, but. You know, we want to kind of avoid that until we get to the Western Conference Finals and beat them. (laughs) So, the things that we're going to take away from this is that the Lakers need to focus. Lakers need to get treat every game like it's a playoff game. Um, We can't have mental lapses. We can't have all these turnovers. We got to hit our free throws. We got to box out. I'm just saying box out because if you watch this Clipper game, you'll know why. Um, 
you know, just things like this. Uh, we got to get more set plays because I'm I'm just tired of LeBron holding the ball for like 15 to 19 seconds and then trying to kick it to somebody with like four to create a, a, a bad shot. Or he does a little step back fade three. It's just bad offense. So, you know, let's run some sets, run some picks, run some high screen and row, run some, some screen and dives. And, you know, try to get the ball moving, you know, because sitting and stagnant, you know, just giving the defense more opportunity to kind of just read your play. Um, so it's not even a play. It's just what you you know what's going to happen. LeBron's going to hold the ball, and if he can create, you create. And if he can get the shot, he'll get the shot. So it's, it's nothing, you know, it's not rocket science on what the Lakers trying to do during the stretch. I mean, during the, you know, the, the moments, the key moments of game. So, yeah. It's it's going to be a wild finish, and I'm going to keep coming to you guys with great content. Uh, it took me long enough to get on and start talking about my Lakers because I love my Lakers, and the things that I do like about them, I'll get back into it. Um, I'll try to bring you some more content over the weekend, probably after this this Warriors game, and, and you know just keep giving you the the the, the mix. You know what I'm saying? If I can keep bringing it to you, I'll bring it to you. But, yeah, it was a great game. Um, very intense. Had me on the edge of my seat. My daughter was going in. My wife was going in. It was, it was a good game. Uh, I felt like we should at least beat them by 10. We ended up beating them by, what, three points. Uh, and it wasn't cute. It was an ugly win. But I'll take it. At this point in time, I will take every win, regardless of how it goes, as long as we win the game. Because the outcome is more important than how the game goes. And that's that. Uh, this is going to conclude Lakers Corner. Thanks for, for listening. And I'll holler at y'all after Saturday. I might have a different type of tone, depending on if we win or lose. But, yeah. Peace.